0: The Rebbe starts off the Sicha by saying, we know how accurate and precise Rashi always is in his Pirush. And we know that one of the things is, that Rashi will not repeat his Pirush, unless there's a real need for it. Especially when Pesukim are very close to each other. So the Rebbe is dealing in this Sicha with two Rashis, that seem to be saying exactly the same thing in our Parsha. The first Pesach is, malach Hashem, says, I'm going to send the Malach in front of you, I'm going to chase out the K'nani, the Amori, the Chiti, the Prizi, the Chivi, and the Yavusi. Rashi quotes the words, as and says, Shishu shulmoi is these are six nations because v'agir goshi, and the Girgoshi stood up and ran re- and left by themselves. Of later pasuk of the parsha, the pasuk says in away Rashi quotes the words of so and explains there are six nations here vav umoysi yishkan because ki agir got up and left by and left. Says the Reb, it's not understood. Why is Rashi repeating the same thing twice? So the arm of Farshim that say that the reason Rashi is repeating this a second time is because in the first Pasek was speaking about a situation where Hashem would be sending a Malak in front of the Yidden. In the second Pasek was speaking about Hashem himself eventually saying that he would lead the Yidden into Eretz Yisrael. So Rashi tells us nevertheless there's no difference and even now it's still going to be that the six nations you're going to have to fight yourself only the seventh nation is going to be going leaving by themselves. But the Rebbe says this is problematic. First of all Rashi doesn't mention anything, this that the sid in other words, the point, the main point seemingly then is that the six nations, are still gonna have to fight. Rashi doesn't mention that part at all. Rashi's only mentioning that which is obvious anyways, that the Gergoshi is gonna leave by themselves. Now, if, if in the previous passage, when a Malak is leading the Yidin, the Gergoshi would be leaving, le, leaving by themselves, how much more so if the Yidin are being led by Hashem himself? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, if our passage would be mainly focused on the idea that the Yidin are gonna have to fight the Goyim, And Hashem is going to help them, etc. So then we can understand that we're saying that nevertheless, even though Hashem is with you, you're still going to have to deal with six of the nations. But it seems to me that the Pasek is trying to emphasize a a better way of dealing with the guy. The Pasek says, I'm going to chase them away. And now, if the Pasek seems to be trying to bring out the greatness of what's going to happen, this Pirush of Rashi then seems to be in contradiction to this by saying, no, the six nations are still going to stay, you're still going to have to deal with them. The Rebbe says, furthermore, if Rashi finds it necessary to tell us why the Apostle mentions six nations and not seven nations, Rashi should have done this earlier. Twice in Parsha Shmois do we have already decided that six nations are being mentioned and not Gergashi. And in Parsha Mishpatim, we also have the same thing. So what's going on? Why over here suddenly does Rashi feel it necessary to explain this? The Rebbe says, the one in Parsha Mishpatim, we can explain in the following way. In Parsha Mishpatim it says, I'm going to be sending a malach in front of you. Rashi explains that the hidden are being told of here that eventually they will sin, and therefore a malach is going to be the one that's going to have to lead them. Oh, so this one matches the same Pasek and Pashaski siso where it's a malach that's going to be leading them, and only six nations are mentioned. So we could say that Rashi and Pashat Mishpatim is relying on that link, so to speak, to the posik and Pashaski Siso because in Pashat siso he's going to explain why it's only six nations and not the seventh nation, because the seventh nation leaves by themselves. However, the question still remains, what about the two times in Pasha Shmois where the Apostolic mentions six nations and leaves out Gergoshi? And Rashi doesn't say anything. The Rebbe also now goes and contrasts the two Rashis within Pasha's Kisisa, a bunch of differences, and rather than discussing the questions over here or the similarities or not similarities, we're going to do this when we go to the Rebbe's explanation. And the Rebbe says, the difference between Pasha Shmoys and the Pesukim and our Pasha can be explained very simply. In Pasha Shmoyz, we're actually not dealing with the nations per se, of how we're going to get rid of the nations. Pasha Shmoyz is speaking about the Yidden coming into a beautiful good land flowing with milk and honey. The Pasek says, I'm going to bring you to the place, a good and spacious land, the place of the Kanani, Echiti, Emoiri, etc. And doesn't mention Girgoshi. So the Rebbe says very simply, we could say in Pshut Mikra Gergoshi is not mentioned because that's not part of the best part of Eretz Yisrael that's flowing with milk and honey. And that's why it's not mentioned in those two Psukim and Pasha Shmois which are describing the land. But of course when it comes to our Pasha, we were describing the nations themselves being driven out of the land and only six nations are mentioned, so the question is what's happening with the seventh. So Rashi has to explain it. And now to the differences between these two Psukim themselves and why Rashi has to repeat himself. There's a big difference, says the Rebbe. In the first Pasek, we're actually speaking about how Hashem is going to be dealing with the nations. How He's going to be chasing away the nations. So the question right away becomes, why are we only dealing with six nations? What's going to happen with the seventh nation? So Rashi says, ah, because the seventh nation got up and left by themselves. When the second Pasek in Pashat's Kisisa is not really dealing with this idea itself of the nations being driven away. It's really coming in continuation to something else. The pasuk is saying, Shmar l'cha," you should listen to every and guard everything that I'm commanding you. There are certain Sivuyim, certain commands of what the yidden need to do in connection to these goyim, not to make covenants with them, to break down their mizbeiches, etc., etc., etc. And the pasuk mentions six nations. So then the question is, what about the seventh nation? Don't we have to deal the same way with the the things of the seventh nation as well, not to make a covenant with them, etc., etc. And this is why Rashi comes along and says, Ah, vav umis yeshkan. The Rebbe is translating yeshkan, not that in the posse there are six nations. There's practically only six nations in Eretz Yisroel, living in Eretz Yisroel right now. And therefore, practically, these mitzvahs are not going to apply with the Gergashi. Because practically, they had left already. The Rebbe says this will explain why Rashi in the in second Rashi uses the term not as in the first Rashi viha gergashi and the gergashi left but Rashi says kiha gergashi because the Gergoshi left. In other words, these mitzvahs are practically not applying to them because they have left Eretz Yisrael already. Another difference says the Rebbe is that in the first Rashi, Rashi said they left on their own. Here, in the second time, Rashi doesn't say on their own, because it's not relevant, it doesn't matter how they left, the bottom line is, they're not inhabitants of the land right now, then these ideas, these prohibitions, and the mitzvahs, are practically not relevant, and how to deal with them. The Rebbe says, from here we take out something very interesting, in Halacha as well, as far as this Rashi is concerned. Girgoshi leaves Eretz Yisroel. They're not there, when the Yidin are coming into Eretz Yisroel. So the question is, do these mitzvahs apply to Gergashi, if, if, let's say, they come back to Eretz Yisroel? Or if some of them have stayed in Eretz Yisroel or whatever, if they, if, if they stayed in Eretz Yisroel, we'll see later. But anyways, the point is, what about if they come back to Eretz Yisroel? Is it about the time that Eden came into Eretz Yisroel? That's the deciding factor. And at bottom line is they weren't living there then. Or when Hashem gave the command, they were living in Eretz Yisroel and therefore it does apply to them. From the words of Rashi, which we just explained as meaning, Shisha umes Yeish Khan, they are here right now, six nations. It implies that it's only because practically, there's only six nations, so these mitzvahs are going to apply to them practically. But, Be'etzim, in essence, it does apply to Gergoshi as well, theoretically, if they would be here. And as we find later in Chumash Dvarim, that a lot of these mitzvahs say specifically that it applies to all seven nations, even though technically, again, Gergashi wasn't there at the time when the Eden came in. The Rebbe now turns to the Chassidus in this Rashi. And the Rebbe says like this, when we look at the two expressions of Rashi, the first Rashi where it says that there's six nations, and what about the Gergashi? And the Gergoshi left by themselves. And the second Rashi says key because the Gergoshi got up and left from before them. So the Rebbe says it seems to be that it, it, when Gergoshi leaves, it seems to be describing it's in two different times. In the first Rashi, it sounds the six nations are gone. Viha Gergoshi and the Gergoshi left by themselves, it sounds like it's after the six nations. In the second Rashi, where it says like six, the six nations, because Gergoshi left, it sounds like Gergoshi left even earlier than the six nations. So the Rebbe is going to explain this now in Avoid the Sashem. We know so this explains that the seven nations correspond to the seven attributes, the seven emotional fact, factors, faculties within a person. And the chesed, and etc., etc., et of klipah, which we have to refine. These are the ones that stand in, in contrast to the ones of, of Kedusha. Knani is chesed of klipah, and so on and so forth. We need to conquer, we need to elevate our seven midos. Sfarim explained that gergoshi, that goes away by themselves is referring to Malchus of Klippa. And what what does it mean that it, it leaves by itself? That once we dealt with the first seven, six midais, then Malchus is gone automatically. Why? Malchus is the idea of machshava Adib the practical part, thought, speech, and action. If we get rid of our Midas, for example, the, the Ava to negative things, the Love to negative things, the taivas to negative things, if we get rid of the Gevur the Kas, anger, etc., then automatically there's no room for thought, speech, and action of ne- negative things. Because a person is going to do an act according to his feelings and his emotions. So, this is one way how we go. Which is, first you deal with the six Midois, and then automatically the, the Malchus, which is Machshava Diburam Isa, is gone. But then there's another way. We may have not dealt yet with our Midois. Like the Bainani and Tanya didn't get rid of his Yetzara yet, but he conquers his Yetzara, at least in the areas of Machshava Diburam Isa thought, speech, and action. Says, Rebbe, this is the difference between these two Rashis. The first Rashi is speaking about the normal order of going into Eretz Yisroel, the conquering of the seven nations. So the Seder is, first you deal with the six nations, and then as Rashi says, and the Girgoshi will then be gone automatically after that. However, the second Rashi, which is in other words, the will be gone automatically if you dealt with the Midos. The second Rashi is speaking about not of how pre- the order of officially going into Eretz Yisroel, but rather, what's the command to the Yid? Practically, and how we ask the deal, a person not necessarily can wait till he's going to deal with all of the Midas. The most important thing is Misa. And therefore he's being told immediately, there has to be the idea of getting rid of the Gergosheth as a result of the Kedusha of the Kiss. As a result of the Kedusha of the Yid, and the Gergoshi are just going to be gone. You have to, the Machshav of Misa will be taken care of. In other words, this is the first thing the Yid has to deal with with his Kedusha, even if he didn't deal yet with the other Midas. The Rebbe says by doing the avoyde in all of our medias and in all of these in Yadim, this is the proper preparation we're going to conquer. Not only the land of seven nations, but when Mashiach comes, we're going to have the land of all ten nations corresponding to all the ten spheroids. And this will of course be B'gulam mitzvah Shleimo. Take it Yad Mamash.